Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Impossible Until Possible with myself, Ryan Luke. Today, I wanna to talk about the planning permission that is potentially coming in in the United Kingdom for short-term rentals. I think it's a hot topic. It's been bubbling for some time now, regulation within our industry. And for me, I think it's a great time and I'm gonna give you the pros and cons of it all. I'm gonna give you an insight into why I think it's happened. As always, before we dive in, don't forget this episode is sponsored by IPRAC and the Luke Stays Academy. If you haven't dived into them yet, they're in the show notes below. So plan and permission or the change of use class for short-term rentals is being proposed by the government and it is going to come into force. There's no doubt about it and it will be probably sooner rather than later. So what does that mean for you as a host? What does that mean for you getting into this industry? What does that mean for you as already established in this industry? And I think it really uh, makes a difference depending on what stage you're at. So first and foremost, let's just look at why it's happening. So for me, Obviously, there's a housing shortage across the UK and, you know, there's no doubt about it that the UK government are, um, you know, doing really idiotic things, let's put it that way, to put landlords off putting housing into the rental market, which is obviously, you know, causing a housing shortage. They're also not building enough, you know, it takes forever to get planning permission and, you know, developers just can't build quick enough for the growing population and the need for housing in the UK. So, for one, there's a massive shortage and short-term rentals adds to that problem because obviously we're taking housing away from the residential market and we're using it for a tourism benefit. So, um, you know, that's one of the reasons. I think another reason is, you know, your, your communities and, um, you know, your local councils are getting flooded with complaints around noise, especially with, you know, uh, terraced houses, semi-detached houses, blocks of flats where, you know, these sort of short-term rental operations are uh, in conjunction with other properties, either side by side in the same block. And, you know, it you know it doesn't matter how good of a host you are, you're going to get noise, you're going to get bad guests, you're going to get parties, you know, you can do everything in your power to stop it. But you are, this is going to happen and ultimately, therefore, you're going to be disturbing the neighbourhood. So obviously, that those complaints are going into the council. Um, second one is rubbish. I think, and you know, even as an experienced host, we still, um, you know, struggle from time to time with this one. Uh, you know, rubbish. At the end of the day, it's easy as a residential owner. You know what day your bins are. You put your bins out. You bring them back in at the end of the day. If you've got a guest in stay, especially if the bins are difficult to get access to without bothering the guest then it's difficult sometimes to get the bins out on that day. You miss that, then there's two weeks, you know, goes by before the next bin collection day. So that rubbish can build up. And, you know, I think the bins uh, is, a, is a big problem for the council. Um, and, you know, for me, it's a lot of people as well, you know, uh, inexperienced entrepreneurs just seeing the shiny penny of this game are the ones that really let us down because, you know, established hosts know how to, you know, verify a guest. They know how to spot a guest that wants to come in for a party and decline it. They know how to put a guest off through their, you know, contract terms, uh, maybe their deposits or, you know, just their whole process of check-in or verification before they're even allowed to get the, the, the keys or the door number or whatever that might be. An inexperienced host doesn't really know um, how to deal with that. They don't know what the red flags are and therefore they're going to allow these people into their properties. And don't get me wrong, you've got to get experience to be able to, you know, when I first started, it wasn't as if, oh, I just knew how to do all this. You know, I had to learn and typically I had to learn the hard way, you know, by, you know, having a bad guess and understanding what went wrong and then figuring out how to protect myself. Um, you know, and there's many ways to do that. 
But in the main, um, you know, the, the, these inexperienced hosts are, you know, not willing to get the knowledge. They just see this as a very quick and easy way to make money, um, which I, I guarantee you it's not. Um, it's far from easy. It's not passive. Um, there's a lot of hard work that need, needs to go into these businesses. Um, but if you do it right, then, you know, they are very good businesses to have. Um, but, you know, th th there's nothing easy about this business. But these entrepreneurs are seeing, you know, plenty of posts online about, you know, the success stories and, you know, the big bookings, five thousands, ten thousands, you know, for fourteen nights, ten nights, and yeah, it looks great. But, you know, there's a lot that goes beyond the behind the scenes to make that happen. And these hosts are then jumping on board and they just don't know how to run the property. They don't know how to verify. They don't know that if you're on business rates, which you're meant to be, if you're running a residential property as a short-term rental, you're actually taking trading income, not investment income. And therefore, you should have it on business rates that you actually then need to also arrange an external bin collection company. Now, you can use the council and pay them per week or you can use, you know, many others, Biffer, etc. There's many others out there um, and they'll come and get your bins and they'll actually supply you with different bins. What they don't realize is once you go on to business rates, the council will actually stop collecting your wheelie bins. You know, so just simple things like this. Once you understand how it works, then obviously, you know, you're going to start protecting yourselves. You're going to start protecting your neighborhood and ultimately you'll keep the council off your back. But I do think that the buildup of all of this has, has basically caused um, this move for the government to want to actually put short term rentals in its own use class and then regulate it thereafter. And I don't think this plan of permission is the end, by the way. I think this is just the start. And again, I've been champion for it for a while. You know, I think we've got IPRAC, which is doing a great job for sort of guest protection and making sure that the industry is building more trust with guests so we get more bookings and doing a fantastic job with that. You know, and we've got kind of the HMO guidelines, uh, which is, you know, making sure that the, the tenants are safe when they're living with multiple occupants. And I think the short-term rental needs something very similar. You know, in Dubai, it's already much further ahead in terms of regulation, standards that you have to have your properties in. Even the equipment that you have to have in your properties is on a checklist and you will get fined if it's not in there. And I believe that that would benefit the UK massively if we were to also have the same. But in the main, I think, um, you know, these... these the council trying to make it a plan and uh, a plan and access, and I think you're going to have to apply through your councils, which is uh, going to be on a case by case basis. I'd imagine. Uh, yes, they'll have some guidelines. I think as an established operator, you're going to stand a much better chance of getting the plan and permission approved. Um, as a newbie, I think you're going to find it very, very hard. Um, so this is going to make it a lot more difficult for people to get into the industry, which as an experienced host and someone that champions for regulation, um, I actually welcome. I, I, you know, I don't want to stop anybody um, from becoming an entrepreneur and fulfilling their dreams, but there's unfortunately far too many people coming into this industry just thinking it's easy. And in my opinion, they're ruining the industry for those that are doing a great job or trying to do a great job. Um, they drive the prices down, uh, they take Take on bad stock, they put bad stock on the market, they don't host properly, and um, there's a lack of confidence uh, within the industry, which ultimately drives prices down for everybody. So, I think that cleanup is going to help the professional hosts thrive. Um, I do think it's going to make it more difficult for the aspiring entrepreneur wanting to get into the business. Um, however, I will uh, discuss what I think you could do at the end of this episode. Um, so, I, I think um, you're also going to have landlords and estate agents who are going to want to see 
your you know experience they're gonna only want to probably work with trusted brands they're only going to work with established brands who can prove with a proven track record so again i think it's gonna be more difficult for you know the newbie to get into this game once these uh, use classes change because at the end of the day on a rent to rent agreement if you're asking a landlord to change the use class of that property not only are you going to have to incur that cost because you know i don't think the landlord's going to take on that cost but you're actually you're actually asking him to change the use class of his property uh, his asset that he's bought and um you know i think that is going to be a difficult conversation for somebody that's fresh into this game whereas i think an experienced operator who knows how to do it we've already had a few properties where we have actually changed the use class um bigger larger properties more than anything but the councils have asked us to 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 apply uh, based on what they think it should be so we did and obviously we paid the fee and we got you know granted the the planning permission uh, and the change of the use class so you know it does happen and you do get it accepted uh, it's just going to become more of a common thing it's going to become more of a standard thing and um you know there's no doubt that some people will you know try and cut corners and and not do it but um i do think that you know you will end up in hot water there's no doubt about it i think uh you know a lot of people are saying it's it's not going to be as as regulated as, as people think but yeah okay i think it's a bit different to you know how hmos are getting regulated to this i think this is causing a problem for neighborhoods um, and I think the councils are getting a lot of complaints from residents. So, you know, their workload has probably gone up more so than, say, the HMO uh, regulation when that came in. So I do think the councils, um, I, well, I know because we, we speak with the councils quite a lot. And, um, you know, in, in many ways, you know, they're, they're either bringing stuff to us that we need to sort out or they're asking our opinion on stuff. So, um, you know, I know that they're not going to let this go and it, it is only going to, you know, become... Um, I wouldn't say more of a problem because I think it's a good thing. For some people, it's going to be more of a problem because I think they're going to struggle to uh, make it work, uh, both financially and also uh, just operationally. I don't think they're going to be able to acquire the volume. I don't think they're going to get the plan of permission. You've also got that sort of what if. So, you know, you could do a, a rent to rent deal with a landlord, but then, you know, you might not get the plan of permission. So it's that time lag as well. Uh, so you need to also understand it and be confident that you know what you're doing um, with the, you know, with the plan of permission and how it, how it runs through. So that for me is, um, you know, another hurdle that that's going to have to be, you know, overcome. Now, what can you do about this? So I, I think for professional established hosts, I think everything's going to be fine. It's just an additional cost. But at the same time, I think it's going to reduce the supply in the market. So therefore, there's going to be, you know, less competition and we can start putting our nightly rates up to compensate from that. And hopefully, you know, the, the, the trust will come back into the industry as well from the guests. So there'll be more bookings and higher occupancy. So I think on that front, it, it is a good thing. I think for somebody that still wants to get into the game and hasn't already, um, I think you could, uh, you know, partner with uh, somebody that is established. Obviously, there's uh, many franchise businesses. You know, I operate one under Luke's Days. You know, we've got a Luke's Days uh, franchise where you can, you know, use the brand and you can um, sit behind it. You know, we support you and ultimately it gives you that instant trust with the councils, with the landlords, with the estate agents, so on and so forth. And I think that's where the entrepreneurs are probably going to need to go is is to start looking at maybe piggybacking on some of these franchise businesses rather than starting on their own. I'm not saying that you definitely can't start on your own. I do just see it as, you know, it's tough. It's tough already to start on your own. You know, I think the success rate of any startup business is around 15%, whereas the success rate of a franchise business is around 85%. And, you know, that's across the board, not just the real estate industry, that, that is across the board. But, um, you know, it just shows you there's a big difference because, you know, you're getting that 
proven model. You've got the brand behind you, which is trusted um, in, in your specific niche. Um, you're getting all the tools, the systems, uh, and you're just getting a, a roadmap on how to perform. So it's always going to be better. You know, McDonald's is one of the best franchises in the world to buy because it's a proven model. They've got the systems and processes. They know how to manage people, you know, so on and so forth. And obviously they've got the brand as well, you know, so that in itself attracts guests, you know, or um, attracts clients, not guests for the burgers. So, you know, it, it, it goes hand in hand. And I think that that's where um, this industry is going to probably go is more in, if you're an, willing to invest in yourself for the support around you and, and put a brand around you, I think you will succeed. I think um, if you're going to go at it alone and start from afresh with these planning laws, I think it's going to cause a few issues. I think you could get, you know, caught where, you know, you may take a rent to rent on. And if you haven't got enough knowledge, then you might then get declined the planning permission. And therefore you're stuck with this unit that you can't actually host as a short term rental. I know many people will probably think, well, I'll just do it anyway. But I do think the councils are going to be clamping down on this. And I think there will be some big fines if you operate outside the guidelines. So I think for me, um, you know, do it properly, I always do it properly and, um, you know, get the help. I always invest in myself. I always, you know, want to, you know, I'm already studying this, this planning even more now because, you know, it's going to become a big thing and, and it's, it's, it's going to be vital for our business. I need to make sure that I can make the decisions, but then also pass on that information down to, you know, the franchisees and, and make sure they're making the right decisions as well that we, we're not going to get caught, you know. So it's important that you, you know, always invest in your education and you're always trying to keep ahead of the game. But I think um, for me, I'm going to give this planning permission a big thumbs up because I think it's going to really tidy this industry up in the UK and I think it's going to make it better for established hosts like ourselves. As always, as we wrap up here today, please, please, please subscribe. It does help the algorithms. And if you ever need any help, just drop me a DM on any of my socials. Take care.